everybody listens, but it's not for everybody because it's not, not for the, the masses. masses. Hey, everyone. It's your girl, Hope. Gerald here. It's your boy, Tevin. What's up, everybody? This is Brian. And I am Theodore. Welcome to the dinner table. Hey. This uh, drink, I uh, I took part in, in making it. Uh, Gerald, well, okay, I knew you, you, going. you started. Well, no, no, oh, you, you started it. So you started I making it. And I, every episode, say, right? and I thank you for okay. that because I don't, I don't think that's where you were going. But okay. we'll, we'll take. Well, it. I brought the ingredients. I'm sorry, okay. Brian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> thank you so much, Brian. Wow. Uh, thank you so much, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> what are we naming it, Tevin? Um. Oh, let's go. We're gonna name it Periwinkle. Periwinkle. <laughs> Periwinkle. <laughs> it, it doesn't even look like it, that's what I just. Hey, I hey. But no, it's Periwinkle. It, so it's Twinkle. Periwinkle. Twinkle. 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 I need a clink. I need a clink. Okay. Plastic. Oh. Oh, it's plastic. And moving on. <laughs> so how y'all feeling? Like we're 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 just I, I, about to ask that. Like, oh man, I don't even know what day this is. I feel amazing. Of, of this Corona shit. I don't know. <laughs> I, my body is like the totality I, of it all. I hope y'all are feeling absolutely amazing. Cause if you're not, get get the hell out of here. Cause you know, <laughs> go home. You better. It feels like it's been 50 days already. Yes. I know. This yeah. It, does it? But it's only been like it does. It's only been like three weeks though. Um, since it's had like major effects since mm. things sh- have shut down and it's, <sighs> it feels like forever though. Was it? We're looking at another eight weeks. Almost. I mean, Almost. today yeah. the, at least till June, yeah. the, um, governor of Virginia pushed us all the way to Northam. Yeah. Northam to, to June 6th or June 3rd, something like that. Some, sometime in June. Bruh. Okay. Pushing up on summer and then, um, Mayor Bowser, she concurred, but she. I'm over it. Well, you were. I've been Last over time. Because you wanted it to go away. I wanted to go Why away. does everybody want a Zoom call? So, all right, this is the thing. Yeah. I, I know we recommended checking on your people, checking on people, making sure everyone's well, because w- without that, sometimes without that human interaction, you get a little lost. I feel. But people who I haven't talked to in so long want to set up Zoom calls. And I'm just like, if I had get one more Zoom meeting request i'm gonna go crazy you know what because you talk to everybody in your house it's like all right i'm about to zoom out and find some other people oh i ain't talked to brian in five years he ain't doing nothing and i know it Mm -hmm. let me zoom him right quick i have friends tried to call me today on instagram and i was like i am still sleeping go away i had to leave me me alone it was 11 o'clock, and I was like, oh, why? Why are you bothering me? 11 o'clock was too early for you? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Get your ass up, Theo. Yeah. I'm calling the house at 9 a.m. I think I think in this un- <laughs> this time of uncertainty, 9 o'clock is too early. 9 o'clock, oh, 9 o'clock is too early. Yeah, I think at least 11 or 12 is very respectable. That's See? decent. See? Exactly. Call, I, I, call I, at I noon. I have to agree with that. Call at noon. Yeah. Do you? Do you agree? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there you go. So I did a Zoom call video chat whatever you want to call it with my friends the other day and I really enjoyed it like they were my friends or they are still my friends from college and as we were sitting there chatting and just kind of catching up on life I just thought like we would never have had that opportunity otherwise that's true everyone is so busy like people are in big places right now I'm not gonna put them out there like that but they are doing big things it's like we would not have had this two to three hours to just sit here like it was yesterday. 
Like we were yeah. back at Morgan State. Like it was, it was, it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. So it's like this whole bittersweet kind of thing. Like, but I am taking the time to enjoy the beauty in every day of this. Yeah. I mean, that's making the lemons lemonade. I know it sounds cliche, but it is. There are a lot of positives coming out of the whole quarantine coronavirus. I called my mom and I told her about her mortgage payment. I was like, Ma, um, I saw some posts about that. And I was like, you know what? Like, call your mortgage company because you can, you know, defer your mortgage payment for three months and, you know, keep that money, invest it, do whatever you need to, emergency fund, whatever you need to do with it. But you, you don't have to give it to them, you know. And sure enough, she called a company and they gave her April, May, and June and just put it on the end of the mortgage with no penalty. Well, I hear some renters are like straight up telling their landlords they're not not paying. And that's why people are like now, for the people who are in that real estate field, they're like, you know, we've been telling you to get tenants who own Section 8, but y'all ain't want to listen to us. Because, you know, sometimes there can be some complications, some obstacles that come with. But, you know, they're like, nah, but this is guaranteed money in this time right now. So it gives people some things to think about. I wonder how much, though. I mean, I know the the rent is relatively low, but how much the homeowner would gain? To Section, to eight? section 8? Yes. It's just a guaranteed check because yeah. it's subsidized by, like... The income that the tenants have. Okay. So you know the government's going to cut that check. Like, right. the government is not being fired right now. Like. Right, but if they only pay, like, you know, $80, $100 a month, like, what is the homeowner taking away from that? Like, how much are you renting from me? How much are you paying rent to me? Whatever your rent is. So let's say let's twelve hundred dollars. So then Section Eight will usually pay somewhere between seven hundred and a thousand, depending on the person's income. Okay, and you got to come up with the rest. Yes. But I am taking away. I'm getting my twelve. You're getting your. You're getting that regardless. Because it's going to go from the renter and the government. Thank you. That's Mm -hmm. why I was like subsidized. Okay. okay. So yeah, so it doesn't go from the government to the renter to the owner. It goes straight to the owner, like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you going to get your stuff. Earlier when we were talking about refund checks, which uh, I got to uh, get so proper, we right? Okay. Right. Okay. You all were talking about it because I have no concept of what a refund check is because I got my degree on active duty. So mm-hmm. I didn't have to take out any loans or any grants or anything. The military basically paid for my degree. So that's why I was asking, like, what does that feel like? So what it feels like or what is it? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, it's just a refund check that you get when the money that you sent to school through scholarships, grants, and all that surpasses the amount amount that you needed. And so they send that to you in a refund check. Um, And that can go, that can be from hundreds to thousands of dollars, depending (laughs) on. (laughs) Look, usually thousands of dollars. Usually thousands. You know, my my refunds checks, my refund (laughs) checks hit. (laughs) That was so petty. My refund checks hit every time I got one. Like, they hit. Like, my freshman year was the only time I really frivolously. Frivolously mm-hmm. used mm-hmm. my. Well, I said it right the first time, but it, well, to no, me it didn't come out right. Your throat was disturbed. So mm. was disturbed. Yes, <laughs> I'm not. I'm um, not gonna be this petty with y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all could be the petty one. I didn't even. I didn't even know that I was receiving a refund check until I got. Most, most people don't. Until I got this check in the mail, and I was like, right. "Whoa, this 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 for me?" And so I felt like the man. Like I, I wasn't thinking about loans next semester. I wasn't thinking about any of that. I was just like, "Oh." I've got some money in my pocket finally because I'm a broke ass college student 
and finally i got some money and so i wasn't next semester what like i wasn't okay. thinking about that and some of us were planning for our refund checks we we, yeah, we, we i know we, people we would I knew people apply like that. for a higher loan knowing what our balance was knowing that that money would come back to us in mm-hmm. our pockets so i mean it, i know people like it that. turned into a scheme like yeah. no, I did not you know that. people went people refund like check crazy Straight to Linux Mall. So what? Right. What did when you got the Linux Mall? Though, what did you buy? What, what did, you, did buy? you buy? Like, like <laughs> hair, like glasses, <laughs> like, like, like hair did, nails did. did okay, did. so so you you've been here before, Brian? <gasps> so is, wow. is the question. You've you've been here. The hair thing. I'm sorry. This hair thing. You've been here before. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Oh, the hair that's in your head. My the, hair. Y- your hair. Bruh. My well, hair. your hair and someone else's. But no, my hair. Your hair. Well, it technically is yours now, but you haven't and, always and, and, had and, it. And that's actually a good seg because <laughs> I think that you know <laughs> he said he said he said my. I said yes, my hair. Uh-huh. And and we all have to have our own, right? So uh-huh. have you, you know my business, right? And I think you know we should have more black. My bad. Don't touch my hair. <laughs> so what you're talking about actual business or your business? Like no, <laughs> I thought it was a read or a read. Right, because I, I, did, I didn't know. Like get it, out my business. I thought, it was about to, I thought it was about to be a read, but it, it wasn't quite successful. So no, bro. no, no read there. <laughs> okay, no okay, read. okay. <laughs> You'll know when you're read. So oh. let's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. Cause that one hit no nothing. <laughs> it's crazy because I feel like we used to like rule hair, you know, and rule the beauty business. But now it's like, you know, Asian owned. You know, you, you know, you can't find like a black, you know, nail salon. I mean, there there is one in D.C. that I know of, but normally you can't find those. You know, like, but we used to we used to do that for ourselves. Like, where where do we get lost? I don't know. I know, not just with hair salons or hair beauty businesses but businesses in general where you have african americans selling something and then someone else comes in and really just undercuts them right they just Mm -hmm. and then instead of your people staying loyal to you they jump ship because it's cheaper over it's here. cheaper it's over cheaper. there but then it's like they don't realize it's going to force you out of business and the longer you try to stay on it's like the higher and higher you have to raise your prices just to even make your rent and then it's like yeah. you know what the hell with it i can't compete anymore but it's like we running over there to them for egg rolls and for like shampoo and it's like come on y'all yeah. but why can't we be competitive why can't we be competitive in our pricing because sometimes now some black businesses are just too expensive like you know that soul food plate that cost you twenty five ninety nine, like because you got two meats and exactly is it, is it worth twenty five ninety nine? I'm just saying sometimes we we are a little expensive. Like why can't our prices be competitive? Is it is it suppliers? We don't know where to get our stuff from. That could be. Well, it. could be. To me, maybe it's not. It's not necessarily like um, a miseducation, right? Like they don't know where to get those things, but maybe those things are more difficult for them to get. Like even help me with that. Even on the front end, I can't help you. <laughs> if you don't want to be helped, I can't help you. Run, the, you tape, run the tape back. Gotta more ask difficult me, for them to get. Ask like. me a different question. <laughs> <laughs> Financing. Okay. You All follow right. me? Financing. Got yeah. It. To even like have that, a business. That soul food restaurant, you know, that's on in D.C. on 8th Street, you know, like, Pe- many people have said oh, this place is too expensive you know 
Now I get it because that's high real estate over there. Yeah. You know, I, I understand it. But, you know, I guess you have to just be good at what you do. Like your service has to be on par. Like if your prices have to be here, then bring up your service. You know, make sure your service is there. Let's talk about that. Because I'm all for hiring, you know, people from the neighborhood mm-hmm. wherein you're located or even just black people in general. But they gotta we gotta send people to courses. Like we gotta yeah. teach them how we want our business to um interface with the clientele that comes in. Like, right. You can't you can't talk to people the same as you do sitting at the bus stop right. when you're in an establishment. If you have to code switch, uh, do all of that. Mm-hmm. Do all of it for me. Because it's all about creating an experience. Right. It all factors into the big picture. I think that's one of the biggest downfalls to black businesses is the customer service aspect. Yeah. It just It just fails like so horribly sometimes. It's like, damn, you have... Such a great product, but your people skills, like even even if you're a small business, like check yourself. Like, are you giving your best self? Are you giving the best yeah. customer service you can to people? Like, are you responding to people's inquiries about you know your product and all that stuff? Um, even with like restaurants and stuff, like, do you are these people nice? Like, all that stuff factors in. I think that's a huge downfall to um, black businesses. And don't expect people to readily support your business if the service isn't there, right? So if you if you don't have good customer service, you can't just lean on the black, you know, the black table and say, you know, hey, you know, I need my black people to come support me, but your service is horrible or your product is yeah. bad, right? We we still have to have a standard of, of excellence, you know? Mm. And that's where, you know, I, that's where I try to set the bar for my business. Like there's a there's a standard there, you know, and if I'm asking for it in, in, in prices and, you know, and rates that I'm putting out there, then I, I need to do it better than the other companies. But then uh, I think that sometimes, you know, people can have that aspect of their business and it's, you know, running quite well. Then you have us. Us. <laughs> right. us. Well, I'm can't, what kind of discount can I get? Or we always can you just yeah, and why? Thing. Why not just pay me? And there are people who and there are people who really get upset when another black person who owns a business does not give them a discount. It's like, hey, I'm trying to build something. Like you're not entitled to a discount just because one, you are my friend, or you are black. I have a product. Support what the product is, especially if you're my friend or service. Yeah. And you, and you know what I do? I discount almost every contract. Everybody gets a discount. Oh, well, there you, you know, go. If it's a referral, you get a discount. So, so I don't. You, you don't need to ask for one because I've already wrapped it into your contract. So, so you here's is that in the language? It is. All right. Yeah. This should, this is a discount. You know, if if I now if you're coming from nowhere, then I don't, I don't discount it. But you know, especially if you're a repeat customer, discount. Referral from another customer, discount. Like it's already there. Go so, ahead, Chef Brian. Yeah. yeah. Distinct taste. Distinct taste. Yes. I took my braids out, uh, and I had it washed the other day by washing. My roommate helped me out. Then she's coming through and putting product on. She's like, Mm-mm. you got that Susie and that Sally. I said, girl, you better stop playing. That's only why it's wet and why you got this product in there. But if it dries up, it's going to. So then we went to the whole little blow dryer. <laughs> probably twisted it. Then later on, we had to do something else. Had to blow dry and do some other stuff. Da-da-da-da-da. Wrapped it. 
That next day, my hair was like, no, man. <laughs> no, man. It just continued to grow every three <laughs> seconds like a chia pet. Chia. And I just was becoming like this little dog. And Ronald I said, McDonald. no, I can't do this. So I ended up getting it done, what I needed to do for that day. You know, I need, I, I get, but y'all, hair, my hair, it takes me through so many changes. I'm just not but gonna... I think like hair makes us show up in our authentic selves like so if you feel good about you know your hair and what it looks like then you feel good about you and so like you put your best very before, true which is what i i used to always want to grow up like in the 70s or like you didn't in the 60s no i, I that's cute for you but okay. i did not but well, that was such a good moment for you to read him though <gasps> I don't. was it you should have been like, nah, Gerald, we didn't grow up together. You know, should have just wow. pulled yeah. down or something. Uh, well, he's he just old, he can't think on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Um, because I feel like African-Americans had, or blacks, or whatever they were called in that time period, they just had pride. And so their Afros were mostly always on point. Mm-hmm. Like You look at pictures and like, every, like it just looks soft and it was, Full yeah. and like even in the, yeah and i'm just like <laughs> amazingly it was perfect even. Yes. and they dress uh-huh. you know like and they just had pride so like and i think it all comes back to hair and even now you know when um guys are from come from the barber shop you know they beard is looking fresh like everybody want to take pictures and post you can't it. tell us nothing exactly when we come to the, and so like the barber i think shop. that you know your hair helps you put forth your best authentic self mm, it does like you can't tell me nothing when we first come to, from the barber shop like I feel like I can move mountains. But I, I think, honestly, it's like hair in the black community is an experience. So when we think about our beauty salons and we think about the barbershops, the places we actually go to get it's these services, it's they are unique places like you have never seen. Like I remember growing up and my dad would take me to the barbershop. It was old school. They had two barbers and I would get what was called a... Uh, Basically, no. Basically, no, no, no. A low fade? No, it was a Caesar. A Gumpy? Who? Go ahead, yo, go ahead. Who? Go ahead. ahead. A Gumpy? (laughs) No. Gerald, you knew you had old names like that back in the day. A Gumpy. Whatever you was telling me about Gumpy. I didn't say anything about a Gumpy. You told me like four or five hairstyles that you had that I had to Google because. All they got. And find pictures <laughs> of those stuff. Okay. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's what you want to do. So, no, no, con- continue on. Go ahead. What's your little story? It's an experience. It is. And so it's not just about the service alone, which is, you know, part of how we see ourselves after we have that experience and what our hair says about us, what it communicates when we aren't speaking with people. For me, just growing up and being younger, I, I had free reign. I could kind of do whatever I want to do with my hair, whatever. Um, when I joined the military, of course, it was basically crew cut to the back. Everybody gets it. And um, you still have some flexibility there, but there were always standards. It wasn't until I retired that I was able to kind of experiment with, with hair and, you know, with looks and stuff. So, But it was real. <laughs> so you mean like look so, and hair? Like what are we talking about? Right wait, now? so <laughs> we talking about hair? That statement. We talking about hair? But it was real because we we did grow up. We all had <laughs> our own hair, especially the era that Theodore is referring to. We all they all had their own hair no, grown mean, from their bodies. Women were still, you know, had extensions and things like that. I think, huh? 
when did the my black is beautiful era really start because you know it, it changed from it used to be like that euro straight look every girl wanted wanted to straighten mm-hmm. her hair and when you straightened your hair you know you was just on point type thing and um but it was never like if you had kinky curly hair or um bantu knots or whatever you wanted to do to your natural hair like that was never thought of as like what beautiful makes, what even now what makes and what made them subscribe to that mentality though right, right? right. why weren't we strong enough as a community to say you know no sis 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 you look good sis you look good too mm-hmm. baby from that man like you are beautiful yeah. my queen like what it's it's crazy how start? it just spreads it just takes off and it just spreads like wildfire and everybody just conforms and i mean i'm guilty too like i've done some european i guess ish things and I'm going to get some whenever this coronavirus <laughs> is over, too. Um, I like, feel like media and television had a lot to do with that. Yeah, I agree. But I also think that a lot of it stemmed from slavery. Um, yep. And so, you know, I think we we as a people try to get away from that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I don't want to look like a pickaninny or, um, you know, whatever derogatory term, you know the old face tried to come up with then it was time to like hey people let's reclaim who we are like we don't have to be looking like susan who we Mm -hmm. see on the billboard or the television screen Mm -hmm. Um, our hair coils right several times over and that's okay yeah it makes me think of um that netflix miniseries that um just came out Oh, self-made. Trash. (laughs) When you were growing up, the barbershop or the beauty shop, was it a part of your experience? I feel like we spend a lot of time there. It's an extension of family almost. Yeah, over the years, when you think about it, we have spent a whole lot of time in the barbershop, waiting, talking, um, and then getting to the haircut. Early on, when I first started going, I hated it um, because it just seemed like a long process and a lot of waiting um, and then sometimes it would have to, we would have to get up early in the mornings. Oh my God. No, we would go in the morning, sit in the barbershop. It was always a couple people ahead. Yep. A few always. So, and people would start talking. Right. So there was talking about whatever was hot, whether that was, you know, the, if it was a political season, that's what they talk about. Boxing match, that's what they're talking about. You know, sports, that's what they're talking about. NFL, that's what they're talking about. So y'all don't talk about women at the barbershop? Yeah, they no, do. No, and, and sometimes, sometimes it was. Sometimes they would. But, okay. but back in the day, they respected when, when like, my mom was there. And okay. the owner would always say that. Like, they respected when yeah. women were in there. So if the women were in there, then, right. okay, the conversation and, and that, that okay. that might have okay. changed over the years. But when I was small, it was like that. Got mm-hmm. up there, got my haircut. You know, you, you, you go get the money from your mom, and you come back. True, and then he gives you a change. You go back to your mom, and she gives and you she a makes tip. you want to count it. <laughs> she be like, "Now nah, is that right?" You know, right? And then you give count that a, money, get a man a tip, and so it, it was a tradition. And the barbershop is still like that today. You see the kids come in, and there's always conversation. To me, that is what makes a barbershop a barbershop. It's different. I don't think the barbershop is the same. Um, and I think a lot of that is you know changed with the times, and I. There are certain places that try to have that um, yesteryear feel, uh, but I think now, w- which I applaud my barber, like 
they do appointments. And so that's a that's a big change. Yeah, um, they have the suites, too, or yeah. like some mm-hmm. of them are like in coed type thing. Yeah. It's a hair salon and, and a barbershop barber all yeah. in the same mm-hmm. space. All in the same space. Uh, I find it difficult nowadays to find a good, solid, consistent barber. Yeah. Um, you have to you, you go through so much trying to find one. You're looking at people's heads. Yep. And, you know, you say, hey, who's your barber? And, you, you know, examining their head and stuff. Um, and then there you got people who just walk into a shop and, <laughs> and they just find someone and they just they just sit in their chair. And I'm like, oh, no, no, right. I can't do that. I, <laughs> I don't know who you are. You really have to talk to people around you and you be like, hey, what you barber do you go to? Do you like them? That's tough. Right. And so I, I've never just entered a space and like, hmm, I don't get how some of these people can let's do Let's look that. around and see where I'm going. I've, I've, I've always I've had to and ask. Regretted it. Always I've recommendations. I have, yeah, recommendations like I have to only. ask. I was doing a show um, in a different city and came time, had to get my hair cut. So I sit down in the chair. I tell the guy, you know, this is what my head is like. This is what you're going to use. This is the way you're going to cut it. Like, this is what I'm looking for. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. You want this and you want that. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. No, no, no. Listen. <laughs> Say it again. This is what I need from you. You're going to use this. Maybe like, no, I this got you. I got you, man. I got you. No, 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 Listen to me, please. It was too low. And that's when they stopped listening. Yeah, it was yeah. too low. I, I felt like he almost gave me a ball spot mm. in the top of my head. Like, oh, no. then he tried to use a razor, and I can't use a straight razor on my face. I break out. Mm. Um, and Into he tried song. to do that. And then they tried to do Ooh, this little. And I, people always say it started in Philly, but you know, like the little spray thing <laughs> to like, yeah, to no, make your fibers, um, line fibers. look really, fibers. really. Yeah. No, it's fibers. Fibers or black eyes. Or yeah. yeah. And, and I'm just oh, like, wow. well, wait, what are you doing? And he was like, oh no, that's going to make it look, um, you know, real straight. And oh, even I was God. like, no, no, no. I need it to look natural. Like yeah. I, I want my yeah. line to be natural. Like if you cut in a straight line, we are good. It was just the worst experience that I had. And so he gave me, when you know you get the mirror and I'm looking, I'm just like, yeah, just walk away. <sighs> I mean, have y'all ever not paid? Like, have you? Because like, are you looking in the mirror as it's happening? So, so is it really normally so this part that no. gets messed so up? Usually, this is what's happening. You can tell when you start to get a bad cut, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And then all of a sudden, my I, I get like I get hot. Like I can, I can feel. <laughs> I'm sitting in the chair. And it's like a heat wave, really, like comes over because, because like, you know, it's like, all right, mm, we can't come it. back from this, right? It's, it's too right. late. It's and too late. Especially see the hair fall. Yeah, yeah. And because like, I'm like, oh like, my god. But also, oh, man. if they no. touch an untouched terrain, you like, oh. right? When lady. they when they doing the shape up, oh my god, and you yeah. feel it going like, yeah, you, you feel it right in the middle, like, hey, wait, 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 that's not the middle right now. Wait, 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 what's happening? You're going too far back. What's happening? Because I can feel it. That's how my hair is. I can feel it. And the cowlick is like right toward the front. So if you don't cut it right, then uh-huh. like they're forever trying to make oh up for it on God. each right. side. And yeah. so then my so they're going further and right, further back. And I'm like, bro, you about to be in the middle of my head. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, I think that's what but we talking about trust in terms mm. of, you know, the people who do your hair. Like the men who cut your hair, the ladies who cut your hair, and ladies getting your hair done, it's like to be able to be confident enough to sit in a chair and just trust that process, mm-hmm. like you said. And that's me, just relationship rapport. And I'm with you, Theo, door. Once I get a barber, yeah. it's like, you know, we've been with our guy for like almost nine years. And he was like, hey, uh, I'm doing something else now. So we had to, and he recommended us. And everything else has been great after that. But it's like, how are you going to do I felt abandoned, right? Yeah. I have abandonment issues. And I think that was yeah. one of those things. Like when you I barber leaves. abandonment leave, issues. Yeah. Well, look at it. Oh, high five. Bruh. High five. Okay. All right. So, yeah, but that's what a good barber can do.
In these boutique barbershops where you have to schedule your appointments and they blow your appointment out the water like that annoys like, the hell out of me. Why am I? Why am I giving you a time that I'm gonna be here? But when I get me. here, you just started the yeah, person that was supposed to be ahead of me. Or they'll be like, "Hey, hey, hey, man, let me take him real quick. Let me take him oh. real quick in front of me." That anno- no, yeah. fuck, I don't care how long he's been waiting go. here. I gotta go. I made this appointment for this time. I don't care. Oh, it's just a shape up. No, because it's never just a shape up. No, 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 no. So do y'all stay? Yeah. Yeah, they just stay. They just stay. They do because and they know they got you by the balls at that point. Like this man ain't leaving. Yeah, we do stay because we think about like we definitely need a haircut because it's a very important thing. It's a very important thing. Do you tip then after that? Oh, I no, I don't. I don't tip. So my barber will will, will blow. He will blow his appointments out out the water, and then you know the one time that I missed my appointment or whatever. Um, he charged me a late fee, oh, no. and he was like, oh, he was hell. like, he was like, yeah, you got the cash app right or whatever. Like, and he gave, had a late fee plus the wow. cut, and I was like, nah, what? You better than and me. He, he was like, well, you can just pay <laughs> for the cut right now, but but I won't cut you again until you pay the pay the late fee. I mean, like, he t- I I've been with him for at least a couple of years, something like that. But he pissed me off. I'd be pissed. And so I broke the golden rule. I scheduled an appointment with the barber right, right next, next to him. him. Right. Uh, went in there. Got my haircut. He he was cussing. I I, I didn't care yeah. about any of that. Got my haircut and then left. He was cussing you out. Yeah, yeah. under his breath, like he was like, "You yeah, that bitch and all this other." I just let him talk. <laughs> Wait, all that happened while you were getting cut? He was like, "You bitch ass <laughs> motherfucker." That's, you that's know they will do that. They will do it. They will do it. I have never. Oh what? Wow. And the barber who cut me, he did a great job. He did a great job. So I also remember when I was on active duty, the haircuts were about maybe $12. And, you know, before marriage, before kids, I get my haircut every week. You couldn't tell me nothing. What? Um, pretty much the same price overseas. And when we moved to this area, $20, $25. Now I'm probably around 30 I think it is by the time you do your edge up on your beard and all this other stuff. But I, too, like, I don't like one of those perfect haircuts. I'm like, listen, I have a natural hairline. Respect yeah. that. Don't push me back. Like, you should not even know I had a lineup in the front. Like, don't do not do me like that. Like, next week, look, I'm a caveman, you know, and hair growing from everywhere. But so we have an understanding. And I like that with my barbers. Like, I sit in the chair, and they already know. Like, I don't have to go yeah. week after week. Don't do this. Don't do this, that. We got same, you. yeah. yeah same. Like, it's just like, yeah. hey, we doing, yeah, the yeah. usual. And unless yes, I, unless mm-hmm. I say that, you know, I want to yeah. change this. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, hope is like, I don't. There's not a lot of conversation. Well, anybody that knows me, I, there's not a lot of conversation to begin with. But um, when I sit in the chair, it's just huh. like, right. you know, I, I'm not gonna say much. And so like he talks, and then we talk. But I'm not just gonna unload and be like, oh, yeah. that was this, and then we did this, and I had to go through this, and I'm just like. I pretend to go to sleep. Sometimes I do. Yeah. I was going to say, do you pretend though? Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take you much, bro. You know, it doesn't take you much. You ain't pretending. <laughs> I, I just kind of close much. my eyes, you know. No. If he asks me questions, you know, I'll answer them and stuff like that. I, like, so I, close your eyes? Right. Well, because I, I, really, I really want him to focus, on, to focus. on the cut, right? So, uh, <laughs> But now I'm not getting front lineup, so it's not really a big deal. Like, the size is not really a big deal. Just, you know, mm-hmm. do your thing. I have a great barber. You know, shout out. Hey, Black. But, um... But yeah, like so, I don't get lumps in the front anymore. So, you know, it's not really that big a deal, because um, that's that's that'll set your barbers apart. The barbers who hey, a line back here, line up, you know. I love so getting a haircut is one of the favorite, one of my most favorite things to do. Um, I enjoy it, but I don't like to talk. So I'm just gonna sit in a chair. Just all I want to hear is buzz the clippers, right? Do your thing, and then boom, it's like, you know, I can tell when I'm nodding off, 
and then that's it. Like I'm up. All right, we're good. Do you but, tell your barbers that? So usually this is what happens. So I'll close my eyes too, and if they're talking to me and they expect an answer because I'm halfway with this, I'm like, mm. <laughs> Mm. Mm. So you train them, mm. in other words. I just uh, train them. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, I can't. So I'm not going to encourage a conversation because at that point, like, oh. I'm enjoying this experience. So, no, that's, that's all I got. It annoys me so much when um, you sit in the chair and your barber stops to talk and turn his body towards people and stops cutting your hair. Like, hey, hey, this right here, my head, my head. Come back, come back. That annoys the hell out of us. Hey, I'm not trying to be here all day. Barbers, if you're listening, we really don't like that. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. Especially if you're not involved in the conversation, too. It's like, what's happening? It just depends. If I have somewhere to go. I mean, obviously, nobody wants to have their time wasted, right? right? I mean, that's the bottom line. So if that's one of those things, if it's constant, every time I get a haircut, that's what my barber does. If it's just it's him, his M.O., hey, um, you know what? I If you could cut me straight through, man, I, I really got to go. I appreciate that. And not even I got to go, but just like this is that moment where we tell people what we want. Yeah, expectation. Right. And we do it in a way that, you know, esteems everybody, but yeah. we're, we're direct. I think sometimes that's why we don't get what we ask for is because we're too afraid to demand that almost in those instances. But like you said, if they want a loyal client and you've been paying and you tip and you tipping, they won't dismiss you that easily. Barbara set their own prices. Why is there an expectation for a tip? Like you set your price. Is there an expectation? So, yeah. I mean, there is a tip expectation. Like you know, that that, that culture is real when you're um when you're in the barber shop. If you're getting tipped like services, like that's my whole thing. Um, so I I reserve the right. To give a tip based on my experience, right. I've never, I've never felt felt pressure to tip until my last two barbers who had the system where I could pay on my phone, and then you see the whole tip tip options, um, and then one 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 barber had the five percent tip already preset for me before mm-hmm. I signed. And I would always hit the no tip. No tip. Right. <laughs> you're not about to trap me into anything. Um, and so I would hit the no tip and then just do the little signature or whatever and then press okay and then give it back to me. Walk the hell out. Bruh. But, you know, I do sometimes feel pressure you know, like, in that situation. Right when you but, walk right. And their screens are like that because they set them like that. So, yeah. you, so you can turn the tipping screen off, but they set it in there. So I'm like, but you set your price, dude. Like, if you really wanted this $30 uh, haircut to be 35 then set your price at 35 you know even me as a business owner i never ex- expect tips you know off, off contracts right and 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 whenever you know it is tipped then it goes to the workers right so i don't i don't expect it because i've set my price and so you know this is my price and you know if you pay that then i, I am more than happy so i don't i've never expected that but there but no that makes so much sense getting crazy. if that's what you're wanting make it there like they're going to come or they're not going to come. But set your prices, but, but then the thing, back like, your prices up with work, though. This is my thing about it. I will pay for solid work, like that consistent work. And there's sometimes some people don't won't give you consistency. And it's like, come on, sis. Yeah. Just because you have an attitude this day with your man. There's so many things. It's like, no, this is the job. This is what you're here for. And if your if your work on my head is gonna shift, then all right, well then your tip is gonna yeah. shift too. Damn, and that's you were it's so just good not, last week. What yeah, happened? like what what are we doing? Hope do you do do women do walk-ins often? I I'll go someplace. Like one day I went, I was like, oh man, I need a wig. 
So I went over to the little Asian store. It wasn't black owned, but it was Asian owned. <laughs> Found me a little wig. <laughs> I said, ooh, who's going to do my cornrows? <laughs> so then I went around the corner. I said, hey, can someone do some cornrows for me? She was like, yeah, over there, but you got to wait like 45 minutes. And I sat down. And I set the expectation in my head of what 45 minutes was going to look like. And 45 minutes later, I was in that chair. But I understood that I was coming into a shop on a Friday night. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, a beauty right. shop. So for me to get, get yeah. anything, you even the smallest, the even if I thought I was gonna get in on the back of my head, no, I'm still yeah. in line of other people who had appointments or whatever or other walking. So right. you just say, hey, it is what it is, and have your little book, your little computer, and you pass the time. God was with you. So did you just slip your wig on when you left the shop? Bruh. Before you left the shop, or did you wait? I waited. I wait. I think it was still in the car. Oh, in okay. The bag. Like, okay. You hadn't shook it out yet. <laughs> right. well, I thought you were so that's put a it on whole other thing I, I'd like to explore too. Is like for ladies who change their hairstyles frequently, who wear wigs. Like, when do you know? Like, is it just a different attitude you want to have, or is like all of a sudden you had like yes. a short haircut the and then attitude. you have like hair like, down your back? And yes. it's like, what happened? You know, over the weekend. You know, you look like, you know, Holly Berry yes. and you came back like, I don't know. And we don't care. We'll be looking at don't, you like what? Don't. Came into the world with this. <laughs> like, I have a friend and she just like. Unapologetically. I, yeah. Yeah. I want to know. And they have a name. That's why they named them. Yeah. Some of them come with names on the package, but then like people nice rename them. Right, yeah. yeah. That's why I felt on... the one you bought was like Black China. Or something. <laughs> it like, was. Probably... I wanted to say that. I want to silky though. It's just like, uh, but you I, still got it. I do. <laughs> Take a picture in it, please. Oh yes. <laughs> no, y'all. And post it on Instagram. Post it on Instagram. This is it's too. I, what's the wig oh, name? Puppy. Please. I didn't name it. It's called it. Black China. Black China. Oh, she please. looks like a Black China. Please. No, seriously, guys, oh, I, it would not be able to fit over my head. Oh, That's why you got to get cornrow, or else it's going to be poop, poop, poop. Please. <laughs> Jerry, you should put it on. Just get a wig. No, I'm good. It won't, on, it won't fit on my head either. It's that time of the show where we celebrate and shout out those people who are doing great things. We call this segment Round of Applause. To all of our healthcare workers again this week, Round of Applause. To the mailmen who are continuing to risk their lives, including the UPS and FedEx and all those other folks, round of applause. To the sanitation workers who are still out there working and picking up trash, round of applause. This has been Not For The Masses. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. You are excused from the dinner table.